Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, January 26, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC, $36,900.10, up 1.91%. Ethereum at number two, $2,455.88, up 2.43%. Tether at number three, $1. BNB number four, $379.37, up 4.22%. USD coin number five, $1. Number six, Cardano, $1.04, up 0.23%. XRP, number seven, 61 cents, up 2.64%. At number eight, Solana, $93.47, up 4.12%. Terra at number nine, $61.33, down 3.25%. And last but not least, number 10, Dogecoin at 14 cents, up 5.96%. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So what we got today is extreme fear at 23. Yesterday was extreme fear at 12. Last week was extreme fear at 24. And last month was fear at 40. Let's take a look at our five articles for today. Article number one is how to easily set up a wallet for cryptocurrency and NFTs with MetaMask. Article two, 67% of ETH holders still profitable, but here's what's putting pressure on the price. Article number three, Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon showing off their NFTs is the longest 77 seconds ever. Article number four, Here's what led to a week of turmoil on Solana's network. And last but not least, today's main topic is, in a mere 10 days, this young Singaporean influencer raked in a whopping $5.7 million by selling NFTs. All right, before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. I've been checking out the analytics and a lot of people from America is actually listening in to Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple podcast but if you have android devices you can catch me on google and spotify as well and if you're in youtube space please like share and subscribe at dave's daily crypto take so let's get into it everyone article number one is how to easily set up a wallet for cryptocurrency and nfts with metamask one of the easiest cryptocurrency wallets to set up so if you want to experience a metaverse buy nfts or trade in cryptocurrency it's essential to have a wallet that's easy to create and use. MetaMask is a pretty popular choice these days. It's free to use and is available as a desktop browser extension and a mobile app. You can sign up to create a wallet to store your digital assets in just a few seconds. And it will also let you connect with uh, OpenSea NFT Marketplace in a blink. Think of it as a single sign-in function, just like sign-in with Google, Apple, or Facebook. There are a few things you need to keep in mind. Unlike the traditional combination of a username and password to log into your account, MetaMask relies on a 12-word secret recovery phrase, so it's important to remember this phrase or store it in a secure place. MetaMask is a non-custodial wallet, so it doesn't keep the private keys to your wallet. That means if you forget your secret recovery phrase, you'll likely lose access to your account. So here's how you can get started. Go to MetaMask's website and choose the extension for your browser. Currently, the service supports Chrome, Firefox, Microsoft Edge, and Brave. Once you've downloaded the extension, click on Get Started. Since you don't have an account, click on Create a Wallet. Now, MetaMask will ask 
first ask you to enter a password. This is just to protect the client installed on the browser. Next, it'll reveal your 12 word secret uh, recovery phrase and let you store it somewhere else. You will have to rearrange it in the exact order on the next screen to show you've stored it in a secure place. Voila, now your new MetaMask account and a default Ethereum wallet address has been created. This is where you can now store uh, cryptocurrency from Ethereum-based blockchains like Ether, aka ETH, as well as NFTs or uh, digital artworks and other assets. If you have assets stored in other wallets, you can transfer those tokens to this new address. You can also download the MetaMask Android or iOS app, and you can recover your wallet in these apps using your secret phrase. Notably, you can have different passwords for your mobile app, but your wallet address in a secret phrase will remain the same. To ensure that you don't forget this phrase, you should store it in a password manager like 1Password or LastPass. There are a lot of discussions around the disadvantages of MetaMask, such as support for limited support for various tokens and security risks. However, if you're getting started with your Web3 exploration journey, it's one of the easiest wallets to set up and connect to different services. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? It is basically how to easily set up a wallet for cryptocurrency and NFTs with MetaMask. Comment down below. Let me know what you think. Do you actually hold a MetaMask wallet yourself? All right, article number two. 67% of ETH holders still profitable, but here's what's putting pressure on the price. So Ethereum, which has managed to return on investment ROI of 8,700%, has cultivated a lot of dampened market sentiments lately. In fact, following the market's downfall, Ethereum has lost over 51% of its value since its all-time high of $4,878.26 three months ago. A profitable majority, and yet data by the Into the Block seems to suggest that 67% of Ethereum holders are in the money. This essentially means that the token is profitable for these investors at recent levels. 2% of all holders are at the money level of breaking even without any profit or loss. On the contrary, the rest of the holders are suffering losses as the current price is less than the average purchase cost for these holders. So looking at the concentration of large holders, whales that hold more than 1% of the total circulating supply stand at 42%. Having said that, a recent release by Sentiment on-chain analytics agency also pointed out that the altcoin holdings of top non-exchange whales are on a rise. In fact, the addresses are at an all-time high of 26.22 million ETH. So what are the whales doing? It is also worth noting that an Ethereum whale just purchased 500 million SHIB tokens. If we look at the last 24 hours, whale stats show close to 7,000 ETH going in the top 1,000 whale wallets and about 29,000 ETH moving out of these whale wallets. This could mean that these big holders could be diversifying their Ethereum holdings into other alts. So what's bringing the price down? Amid the price retreat, co-founder of Kobo Walt, Shen Yu, has noted that if Ethereum falls further down to $1,900, $600 million on MakerDAO will be liquidated. Chinese journalist Coin Wu reported a further fall to $1,400 can see $1.7 billion in similar liquidations. One of the reasons pointed out for the pressure on Ethereum is NFT issues. Uh, thousands of Ethereum tokens have reportedly been transferred from NFT marketplaces like OpenSea to exchanges adding to exchange inflows. He tweets, Wu blockchain 
OpenSea and NFT issuers may be one of the pressures for ETH to crash. In the past two weeks, the amount of ETH transferred directly from OpenSea wallet to Coinbase reached 21,000, and the amount of ETH transferred to royalty distributors reached 35,300. So that's not all. The net transfer volume from two all exchanges stood close to plus minus 59,000 on 24th of January. This was a sign of more ETH flowing out of the exchanges than coming in. On the other hand, if we look at the week ending 21st of January, CoinShares digital asset fund flows are still negative for Ethereum in the sixth week. There is still nothing positive for the alt on this front as the total outflow stood at $16 million as of last week. Is a bigger shakeup incoming? Well, Ethereum's price might be reacting to different factors at this time but the market should be bracing for other regulatory changes that might be possibly coming this year. Recently, Hayden Adams, the founder of the largest decentralized exchange protocol on Ethereum, Uniswap, took to Twitter to say that JP Morgan Chase has closed his bank accounts with no notice. In response, former CFTC commissioner said that it is, quote, likely a shadow debanking of crypto by Federal Reserve or USOCC bank examiners with direction from the top. Therefore, the crypto market might be seeing bigger chances and changes, especially with the President Biden's executive order reportedly on the way next month. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? 67% of ETH holders still profitable, but here's what's putting pressure on the price. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number three. Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon showing off their NFTs is the longest 77 seconds ever. The awkward segment, which aired last night on The Tonight Show, is further evidence that NFTs are a terrible idea. In what might be the most compelling evidence I've seen yet that the NFTs are multidimensionally awful, here's a clip of Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon awkwardly showing off their low-quality drawings of apes in stupid hats to an audience that seems equal parts bemused and bored. This is your ape, Fallon says, putting the picture of Hilton's NFT from behind his desk to show the viewers, who's taking a long few seconds to react with tepid applause. And I was going through a lot of them, Hilton replies, explaining the process by which he decided to spend money on the specific bad picture. I was like, I want something like, uh, kind of reminds me of me, but this one, it does. The conversation grinds on a bit longer until Fallon puts down his own NFT. Eliciting some chuckles from the crowd, it reminded me a little bit of me. Fallon explained, desperately trying to feel the silence. Finally, he put the picture side by side and said, they're buddies, at which some point someone presumably switched on the applause sign. The crowd obliged and the clip mercifully ended. <laughs> it was not a good segment, but it did inspire some hilariously brutal reactions on Twitter. One tweets, Godspeed, if anyone can kill NFT culture, it's Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton. Another, this clip was scientifically engineered to make me want to lie down in traffic. Another one, I generally worried I was having a stroke for the first 15 seconds. We could have just bought back Neopets and taken that mm, seriously. Paris Hilton on Jimmy Fallon show hurts me more than ETH dropping 50%. So, Hilton is well-versed in NFTs. She told Bloomberg in November 2021 that she has been obsessed with NFTs and the never-ending possibilities of this technology. Since launching her first NFT in March 2020, she also backed other NFT-related projects over the past couple of years, including Origin Protocol, a decentralized NFT platform. Fallon, on the other hand, is apparently new to the scene, but that didn't stop him from going all-in. 
He revealed on November 11th that he purchased a board ape NFT using MoonPay, a cryptocurrency transaction platform. The NFT community quickly sussed out that last previous transaction involving the NFT took place on November 8th, just three days prior to Fallon's reveal when it was purchased for 46.6 Ethereum. At the time, that much Ethereum was worth on, hold on to your sailor hats, $221,000. Ethereum has tanked in the week since, however, and is currently worth just half the value. Maybe Jimmy should have bought a boat instead. Later in the show, Hilton revealed an NFT series of her own and gave one to every person in the audience. Um, if I was a tourist and went to a Jimmy Fallon show for fun and ended up becoming an owner of NFT, I would sue. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon showing off their NFTs is the longest semi sapiens ever. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, before we get into round two of the articles, just want to say thank you so much to everyone. I've been checking out the comments and also my direct messages. I've been uh, loving all the comments that you guys have been saying and all the messages saying your support and what type of uh, content you want to see in the future. Again, if you do have friends or family that want to be interested in unbiased news about crypto, check them out and share my link of Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcast, or in the YouTube space as well. Other than that, thank you very much. Let's get back into it. Article number four. Here's what led to a week of turmoil on Solana's network. Solana, which was somewhat of a star performer in 2021, has suffered a week of turmoil. Solana has identified that its main net beta was experiencing high levels of network congestion Interestingly, this is not the first time this has happened either. Earlier this month, users experienced delays and failure in transactions on Binance as well. Ooh, blockchain said Solana has been in a state of network instability recently for two or three days again. Solana officially says there is performance degradation. Binance has suspended the withdrawal of Solana USDT. He also quoted, Solana updated the mainnet to version 1.8.14 to improve the state of the network more improvements are expected to be rolled out in the next 8 to 12 weeks. The warning on this cross-chain bridge wormhole has that the transfer to Solana may fail has not been lifted. This time, as the transactions failed with performance degradation, Binance also reportedly suspended withdrawals from its exchange. On the back of Solana's network instability, the platform announced that the network went on to adopt 1.814, which will attempt to mitigate the worst effects of this issue. With that, more improvements are expected to roll out in the next 8 to 12 weeks. So what went wrong? In a recent blog, Solend, a protocol built on Solana, accepted that there were many failed attempts at depositing and repaying, which as a result led to several accounts being liquidated. In addition, there was some erroneous volatility on the PITH price feed, which caused wrongful liquidations. This essentially means that due to prices moving out of sync, there were liquidations, and the act of exploiting some arbitrage opportunities is to be blamed for the event. A market crash caused many accounts to become liquidable and created many profitable arbitrage opportunities. As a result of the same, the platform explained liquidation arbitrage bots queued a high volume of transactions to win liquidations and trades. Quote, since opportunities were so profitable and failed transactions so cheap, bots were incentivized to spam the network with many duplicate transactions in the hope that one of them lands. 
The blog went on to estimate that around two thirds of transactions were attempted. So lend uh, liquidations during the spamming period, the thousands of duplicate bot transactions also drowned out legitimate user transactions. So notably at the time of writing, SOL was trading at $82.52 with over 44% in weekly losses after closing close to 19% of its value in the last 24 hours. As a DeFi platform as well, it lost close to 26% in total value locked or TVL on DeFilema. This despite the fact that Sol remains one of the most preferred projects as an Ethereum competitor as per a BOA analyst. Bank of America analyst Al Kesha had noted that Solana could take away Ethereum's market share. That being said, Solana has shown tremendous growth lately to emerge as one of the top five cryptocurrencies by market cap in the last quarter of 2021. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Here's what led to a week of turmoil on Solana's network. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Last but not least, article number five, the main topic today is, in a mere 10 days, this young Singaporean influencer raked in a whopping $5.7 million by selling NFTs. Wow. If NFTs interest you, here's yet another shining example of how an influencer used all of her influence to rake in millions in a matter of 10 days. Meet 28-year-old Singapore-based influencer Irene Zhao who will not only launch these non-fungible tokens, and she broke the crypto market with her collection. The NFTs consist of her images with meme slang text over a mint green background. The NFTs have gained a lot of sales and are listed on OpenSea, thanks to her army of ardent fans, or more accurately, simps, amounting of 1,107 items under the Irene Dow collection. The cheapest NFT, Have Fun Staying Poor, is priced at 0.94 Ethereum, worth approximately $2,600, while the entire collection has a trading volume of 2,300 Ethereum, or $5.58 million. Before joining the NFT rat face, the influencer, a National University of Singapore alumna, was a commodity broker. She created the Irene Dow NFTs with the help of her business partner, Benjamin Tang, as part of their dream to build social collectibles or SoCol. This way, social media influencers can monetize their content and build communities with their fans or simps. The same word also comprises Irene's fan club Dow core values, simplicity, integrity, meaning, and purpose. In an interview with Cointelegraph, Irene explained, we at SoCol thought it was a great idea as we wanted to create a prototype for our core content and concept of a community-driven creator economy. We then extended the idea into a DAO and Lib uh, VM and my co-founder Ben hacked it together within a day. She added, what we didn't expect was that our test case was an instant hit. In fact, I was not even aware that it was launched. I was out for a swimming lesson. By the time I came back from the pool after 40 minutes, the entire 500 NFTs were gone. This is such the nature of a wild and viral internet storm. I didn't even have one to myself. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? In a mere 10 days, this young Singaporean influencer raked in a whopping $5.7 million by selling NFTs. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, before we head out, let's take a look at the prices one last time. 
Number one, BTC is at $36,859. Ethereum at $2,448. Tether, $1. BNB, $377. USD coin, $1. Cardano, $1.03. XRP, $0.61. Solana, $92. Terra, $60. And Dogecoin, $0.14. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in YouTube space, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great crypto day, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.